Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This is episode number 1139 with Dr. Emeryn Meyer. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Thomas Carlyle said, he who has health has hope, and he who has hope has everything. And Jim Rohn said, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. I'm excited about this episode because it's part two with my guest today, who is Dr. Emeryn Meyer. And he is the executive director of the G. Oppenheimer Center for Neurobiology of Stress and Resilience and the co-director of the Digestive Diseases Research Center at the University of California at Los Angeles. His research has been supported by the National Institutes of Health for the past 25 years, and he has considered a pioneer and world leader in the area of brain gut microbiome interactions. He's written a new book called The Gut Immune Connection, How Understanding the Connection Between Food and Immunity Can Help Us Regain Our Health. This, again, is part two of the previous episode, so make sure to check that out as well at lewishouse.com slash 1138 and listen more about the brain and gut connection there. But in this episode, we discuss what the mind actually is, the effects of religion and finding a higher purpose have on your mind. The biggest breakthrough during Dr. Meyer's 40 years of research, why Dr. Meyer wants the world to stop using the word placebo, the effects that stress has on your immune system, the key changes to make today to improve your health, and so much more. If you're enjoying this, make sure to share this with a friend. Click the subscribe button over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if this is your first time here so you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest on the School of Greatness podcast. And we have some incredible stuff to dive in right now. So without further ado, in just a moment, I bring you the one and only Dr. Emeryn Meyer. What's the best definition of the mind for you that you've studied from either science or Buddhism? And <laughs> That's a difficult one. Um, like what is the mind? Um, I tend to think that, that every complex system ultimately develops a mind. That, that's kind the of gut develops a mind, the brain develops a mind, the body develops a mind. And it's, it's not all the same, but they, they have their minds, you know, okay. there's multiple minds. And yes. um, there's a hierarchy of these minds um, based on the complexity of these systems. Um, we've often asked that question, does the microbiome, the, the, so this is not just the gut microbiome, but the microbiome on the planet, because there's microbes everywhere. It's the most abundant life form. And we are connected in some ways, our microbes in the gut are connected to the microbes in the soil, microbes in the huh. air, in the water. Does that system have a mind? You know, because it's so complex. Yes. It's widely distributed. So The universe has a mind, right? The, the, the universe has a mind. I have to say, you know, it's, it's, it's not very scientific. I, but, <laughs> that's why I love this. <laughs> but but I, I had a migration in my, uh, you know, so... I was very open to these ideas before I finished medical school, 
then in medical school, obviously, you have to be trained in not pursuing these ideas. You never you get to be a trained grant. in science. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you do science. It's focused. It's hypothesis-driven. It's right. linear. But then <laughs> I, I, think, I think it comes with age, you know, and coming back to my roots and my, my mind at the time, you know, which was always this holistic. Um, so coming back to this concept of interconnectedness, um, which, which I think is kind of, the string theory of, of, of life, really. You know, it's not, there's no life without interconnectedness. Um, and the, the systems, so we can today, we can, even in science, you know, we use mathematical tools and supercomputers to look at the interaction between genes, between um, molecules, between uh, signaling molecules, between microbes, between immune cells, we, we look at them now as systems, <clears throat> and we, uh, we apply these um, mathematical tools. There's something called graph theory, where you can quantitate um, you know, and, and, and describe a, a system based on its nodes. So on, on the cover of, of, of my new book, you can mm -hmm. see this. Um, there's nodes and there's connections. So the yep. connections are the edges. It's called the edges. If a node has, the more connections one node has, the more it becomes a hub in the system. Mm. So, I, okay. I, so I, I think ultimately <laughs> um, systems like that, I think ultimately develop minds, you know, uh, be that be the technical system, um, you know, ultimately I think, and this is sort of against what, what Dan Siegel says, you know, without a body, you couldn't have a mind. Um, I'm not sure if that question has been answered yet. We'll, we'll see that. We've fast forward 20 years, mm -hmm. the supercomputers will have then. Will they develop some module that is like a body? That mm. you know, uh, is that necessary? But <clears throat> I think that um, this this property of complex systems, of developing minds, and, and and these are not conscious minds. I think probably the, the human mind is the one that is. It's self-consciousness that it knows uh, about itself and mm. it's, it's self-aware. You know, all these other minds, I mean, they, they operate, but um, unless you believe in some, you know, Hinduistic yeah. concepts that there is these, these, these higher levels of consciousness. Yeah, I don't want to go there really at this point. You know, sure. people that take... Um, Psychedelics tell me that you have these experiences of contacting these these you know entities, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but this is this is beyond what what, what I really mean with interconnectedness and, right. and, and minds. So this is something that you were curious about as a teenager in your early twenties. Then when you went to medical school, you essentially had to say, "I need to shut this out of my mind and focus just on the science, just on the research, just on like the practical," I guess, or like. Yeah, the, the findings through science. But do I hear you're kind of like opening back up to more of this, like figuring out the mind, brain, gut connection? And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm opening back up to this, and um, you know, there's different dimensions. So there's mm. that other healing traditions. Um, um, Hippocratic medicine, for example, was a medicine of interconnectedness mm. so with the universe, with the weather, the climate, soil. <clears throat> Same about traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. They, they were all systems of, that mm -hmm. had interconnectedness at their core belief. Um, and I, I think we come back to that now. 
Um, I don't know how these traditions came up with these ideas, just by observation, wow. you know. Um, but they certainly have survived thousands of years. And um, I, I, I think they're more accurate. This sounds funny coming from a scientist who spent his whole life you know, doing that. <laughs> I, I think they're, they're closer aligned, these, these interconnected models, with reality of the planet than um, some of our Western ideas of, of simple, linear, mechanistic, uh, you know, machine concept-based uh, ideas of, mm. of, of, of reality. Right. Um, so um, there has been this mis- I, I mean, I also believe <clears throat> the mismatch that we're seeing today between the, the, the way the planet is really organized as a, one of the most complex networks with these minds, you know, um, and the way we have been interacting with it in the West um, from the scientific, starting with the scientific revolution. Mm. You can almost bring religion in it, the, the monotheistic religions, you know, which put humans at the center of the universe, which has been proven wrong over and over again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's still this persistent idea, this mismatch between what's in our minds, the way we see reality, the way we teach our children, um, <clears throat> the, the self being the most important part, um, rather than seeing the large picture. And uh, I think that mismatch with reality is at the cause of many of our problems, you know, wow. be it climate change, be it um, medical problems, um, so, uh, um, you mentioned religion for a second, so I want to talk about that. How does religion play into the gut immune connection? Does religion support our immune system or weaken it, in your opinion? Um, and are you into any religion currently practicing religion, or is that not a scientist's role? Well, so I've I've always been attracted to Buddhism, which is not a regular religion. Mm. You know, it's well, it's, a philosophy, it's a philosophy, a spiritual philosophy, yeah. And that, to me, is the one that that matches the best. You know, both my scientific beliefs and also the way I look at reality. And <clears throat> with religions, your your questions are really fascinating. I have to say, <laughs> you really came to the school of greatness, not the school of average. <laughs> so. so um, so religion um, being connected, believing in some something, some higher force, or believing in the harmony of the universe, has there's many studies that have shown that that is health promoting. Health promoting, having a greater sense of, uh, or believing in something greater of, than of, yourself. Of 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 connectedness. Of connectedness, okay. being we're all connected, community. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I think it goes back to the, the, the original meaning of this term, uh, religio, I think from Latin, being connected. You know, oh, to, that's true. So this is clearly something, I, I think that's essential. Now, if there's some strange religious sects in this world now, you know, that um, I, I don't want to, you know, name any of these that were hatred. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we just look at what, what happens with... Uh, some segment of um, of of Islam. What happened mm-hmm. during um, Catholic beliefs in the Middle Ages? You know, right. killing, burning millions of women. I mean, mm. So it has two sides to it. The hatred side of religion is not supportive. Yeah, and and I don't know how these things could come up. Um, 
So to my opinion, these people are really not religious. You know, they, they had this illusion of if, mm-hmm. if they go to church every day or do some wow. ritual that they, they're religious. I think a truly religious person, um, there's certain, certain concepts to that, um, being connected to your community, being connected to, um, to nature, being connected to some higher um, entity, I think th- those are all health-promoting ideas. And, right. and, and I think that has... Um, there are studies, I think, even tracing this back again to immune cells, to the health of immune cells and the gene expression patterns. Um, you wouldn't think that something as high-level as religion would go all the way down to these immune cells in your you know, in your liver mm. and, 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 and in your spleen. Or, or in your gut, 70%... Immune cells live in, 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 in the, the gut. gut, really. So, but that's, um, yeah, I, I think you have to be careful what people do for religion. Anything, anytime that comes hatred and intolerance into religion, I don't think it's a true religion. Right. It's, shouldn't call itself a religion. Sure, right? sure. It's an agenda, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an agenda. So, 70% of your immune cells are in the gut throughout your entire body, right? 70%? Is that? Is yeah, what you're saying? You said the main factor is diet for optimizing or hurting your immune system is the main factor. Well, right? well, well, well let's, let's say that. It's, it's one of the two main factors. Okay. The other one being the brain and the signals the brain sends down. Is that the thoughts the brain sends down? Or? Uh, the, the, mainly the emotions. I think we know it about the emotions and we know it about stress. I think we know less about... The influence of thoughts on on that system. Um, Interesting. But 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 certainly belief systems. Um, I would say it's it's not been studied in as great detail as emotions and stress have. So typically, what's the difference between an emotion and a belief system? So an 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 emotion is a is a programmed response in your brain um, that triggers a, um, so it's, it's, it's both an emotional feeling, so you feel the emotion, then it's emotional response. Um, and there's several of those, almost like computer programs stored in our brain, because humans have experienced these situations so many times that instead of reconstructing these emotions every time from scratch, you know, it's stored. It's stored. In a, it, it's stored in a program. So when it? we see or experience something, it's re-triggered because it's been there for so long, and we feel it again. It's it's like an app. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like an app okay. that says turn on. And so um, an emotion is a program response in the brain, or an emotional feeling in the brain. <clears throat> yeah, and so you have the emotional feeling in one part of the brain. Well, it's, a, it's the part called the the insula cortex. And then you have the the emotional response, which is another part of the brain, the the cingulate cortex and the amygdala, mm-hmm. that then generates the output, you know, to the body. To the body, and mostly to the gut, is what I'm saying. Um, or is it all the, throughout the body? It's throughout the body, but it has the biggest impact on the gut because in the gut is the immune system and it's this hormonal system, and it's uh, so it has, um, yeah. So the, the, this emotional. Signals go to the heart, and the heart beats faster. The heart is a very simple organ. It's a uh-huh. mechanical pump. And if you uh, are anxious, it increases the heart rate. If you're 
depressed, it might slow it, you know. Um, and then that impacts the body. Uh, it, it doesn't impact the whole body in, in the it, same way. As it, it does or does not? It, it, it does not. It does not. And then... When the heart rate goes up or down, does that impact the body? Well, you feel that. So it's being gotcha. fed back to the brain and it creates, again, this circular response, this emotion. Um, but um, what happens with the gut is why it is so unique. Signal goes down um, from this emotional reaction. Stored and, in the brain, signal goes down. Yeah. Yes, um, goes down to the gut and then it affects immune cells. So then the immune cells carry that signal throughout the body all the way back to the brain. Also affects the microbes. The microbes produce molecules, what we call neuroactive molecules. For example, they play a big role in the serotonin production. Uh-huh. And um, then these molecules, some of them get into the, the bloodstream, some act on the vagus nerve. And again, it feeds back to the brain. So it's again this loop, you know, that, um, and, and the gut generates probably with its microbiome, most of these feedback signals that go back to the brain. Um, you know, other systems like your muscular system feeds back to the brain as well. So mm-hmm. the sense of well-being after working out, um, yeah. clearly molecules that are generated by uh, metabolism in your muscles, you know, have some effect on, on the brain as well, on Absolutely. your well-being. But quantitatively and the diversity of signals that are generated from the gut are much, much higher. So the top two things are food, your diet, and your emotions yeah, yeah, I would that say affect that. your immune system. Affects the, immune, affects the gut and the immune system, yeah. Wow. And so what I'm hearing you say is that if someone doesn't learn how to regulate their emotions or process emotions in a healthy manner, it could weaken their immune system in a massive way. Is that correct? It, it, it has makes, the potential. You know, there's always this important concept of resilience and resistance. So mm. anytime, anytime you compromise the complexity of a of a network or an ecosystem, it becomes less resilient um, under stress, for example, or under um, when you get sick or, you know. Um, so I mean, a good example is, um, is, is, is the pandemic that we have gone through. You know, there was a group of the population, both in, in, in this country, but also worldwide, that, um, that probably had, has a compromised um, gut ecosystem. And including the microbes and the immune system, uh, and they responded to that to that uh, viral infection in a different way, either with being more likely to get infected, more likely to get uh, end up in the hospital, in the ICU, dying, develop mm. long COVID. So it seems to be this this at risk, at high risk population, um, and if you look at them, they also have what's called comorbidities, they have other diseases, these chronic diseases like diabetes and metabolic syndrome and, um, uh, you know, obesity and heart disease. And that's not a coincidence because all these diseases are also related to our poor diet. Mm. So there's this common denominator, you know, that um, the ecosystem that is made up by the immune system in the gut and um, the nervous system in the gut and the hormonal system, that ecosystem is probably, if that is weakened, it's, it's less resistant and less resilient to any perturbation. And we'll see this in the future, unfortunately, because 
Mm. I'm not sure if, 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 if as a society we're making a huge effort now to deal with this, um, these discrepancies of health in our country. You know, I feel like it's more, yeah, we're not focused on the nutritional side, healing through nutrition, right? It's more like how do we just put medicine or substances over top to kind of... Yeah, so all the, all the talk is about access to, to the healthcare system. That's the main, and, and that's a problem as well. You know, definitely, um, but I what think... A, what about prevention? prevention? What about like optimization, prevention for your own body? And, your and, own that, and that may not have to come from the healthcare system. That could come from other organizations, Absolutely. come from teachers, you know, yeah. early... Um, I mean, all these things start uh, obviously in uh, childhood and the way children are raised and uh, programmed, the immune system is programmed and, the, mm. uh, you know, the brain is programmed early on in life. So you don't need a medical system to do that, to help with this programming. You know, you need other, I think, educational programs that, that, that do that, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I feel if you... As society, if you want to prevent this in the future, I mean, it's obviously a colossal task. You know, we have to move like it's like moving an, an aircraft carrier around, you know, 360 degrees. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, it's also changing belief systems it's changing and belief lifestyle system. and habits for decades for people that yeah have eaten a certain way or thought about a certain thing. You could almost give up on the, on the, 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 the yeah. size of that task. Um, but then on the other hand, 
And, and I kind of regret that I didn't address this more in, in my book, mm. this, this whole, um, um, you know, socioeconomic inequality in the country that is plays a big role in the vulnerability um, because it does affect all the systems that we've been talking about. You know, they're, they're not they're not detached from, I mean, just think about the anger that we've seen with some of the, uh, you know, um, some of the movements and demonstrations. I mean, mm-hmm. that anger is not just in the face or, you know, it's, uh, thrashing things. It's, it's also at the, at the gut level. It's in level. the gut level. It's, it's at the gut level. So. So, <laughs> so the anger, when we feel anger, resentment, or any of these anger emotions, let's say, uh, less than joyful emotions, let's say, when we feel that, is that, again, is this stored in the brain, a memory in the brain that is stored, or is it more stored in the gut? Um, I, I, I would say it's stored as a, as a program routine um, that calls on multiple networks within the mm. brain to generate uh, a response. You can see it in our brain, uh, on our face, the facial expression of anger is one of these motor routines that go to the facial muscles and to you know, your eyes and the pupils. Um, but the same thing goes down to every organ and affects, you know, the gut in a particular way. And, um, um, yeah, so just to reemphasize this, so the emotional feeling, um, typically the emotional feeling does not stay by itself. It's not an isolated feeling. It it always has a motor response to it. Uh Um, There's a word uh, in, in science, the emotional motor system, which has... You know all these apps for these different emotions. Um, if you activate this, you get the motor system of anger, or the motor system of, of um, anxiety, or uh, jealousy. <clears throat> and hmm. when we talk about emotions, often also in psychotherapy, we, we just talk about the emotional feeling. You know, and you can deal with the emotional feeling over and over again if you don't deal with the with the, the with the reaction, the physical reaction to it you leave out, you know, a big part of it. I mean, there's a lot of therapists today, you know, they have some integrative view of, mm-hmm. of, of mind and body. Right. Uh, so, so you're saying if you just deal with the, the analytical thought about the emotion, you may not be able to transform it into something of a healing process without integrating the, the, yeah. the body connection to the feeling. Is that right? And that's, yeah, and that's for the reason, you know, so in, in my practice... Even though I have experience and, and, and you know I've benefited a lot from this from this uh, period of going through uh, Jungian analytical mm-hmm. uh, therapy, we don't use it. We don't recommend this to our patients with right. with uh, you know these these physical <laughs> disorders. We recommend cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, okay. Cognitive to deal with uh, with with the brain part and behavioral with you know how you change your. Your, your response to that. Your reactions to, 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 yeah, yeah. to, to Interesting. This is fascinating. In your 40 years of doing the research and studying, what has been the biggest breakthrough for you personally as a human being? Where you discovered something and said, wow, I've been doing this all wrong or I had no idea about this thing and now I need to implement this thing to improve my life. What has been that for you? Um... Um, probably the most exciting moment was when we did a study, not 
that long ago, which triggered then the writing the first book about um, that, you know, if, if you, um, so we studied healthy young women and they went on a four-week course of taking a, a probiotic cocktail um, and we looked at their emotional symptoms. Um, so they, they didn't have any physical symptoms. So, mm-hmm. And we looked at their brain function with brain imaging and we found that there were changes in the in the response of some of the networks in the in the brain. In the brain, um, four of, weeks of probiotics. Yeah, um, and so that has obviously been taking as an indication. So I can tell you if this actually had a a positive psychological effect because there was no. So these were healthy women. They were not anxious. They were already healthy. They, they were healthy. They had no happy, symptoms. healthy. Yeah, and so in retrospect, you could say we made a mistake. We should have studied anxious, uh, you know, individuals. Depressed, dressed, uh, yeah, anxious, and, yeah. Um, so so what, hap- what happened with the result of these four weeks for these women? So there were changes in the, in the systems of the brain, the emotion recognition um, or emotional attention systems within the brain that were um, attenuated. So the emotional reaction was, was attenuated. Um, you could speculate, yes, this is an important first step in, in mm. not being as emotionally reactive or stress-reactive. Really? But that well, study, hmm. um, I mean, those are expensive studies. You know? <laughs> so, and it's, it's not that easy. If, if I go with a protocol like this to the NIH for funding, they would much rather have you do this in mice. Um, to have a mechanistic study mm-hmm. where you can say it's it's really this cell in the brain that responds, and um, so in these human studies, much more heterogeneous. You, uh, you have to do very large numbers. Yes. Of, um, so we never followed this up in uh, as an, an anxiolytic, um, you know, potential therapy. Even though this has this concept of uh, psychobiotics has been promoted by colleagues of mine in right. Ireland, John Cryan. Written a book about it as well. Um, psychobiotics. Psychobiotics. So what basically, microorganisms that have a beneficial effect on, on, on psychological. Uh, really. Issues. What are what are these psychobiotics? Um, th- these are particular strains of microbes that they've found in mice. See, the thing is, in mice, you can show almost everything. You know, because you can control every aspect of the mouse. From right. The temperature, the food, mm-hmm. how many mice are in a cage, and, uh-huh. uh, which you can never do in a, in a human. human yeah. So you can see things and demonstrate things in, in these mouse models that are mind-boggling, you know, uh, in, in terms of depression-like behavior that can be changed with microbes, anxiety-like behavior, social behavior, um, social isolation. So all the things that we think are models, of preclinical models of human disease, but then it's been very hard to prove these same things in humans. Mm-hmm. And so one of our efforts is, and I've, I used to do animal experiments uh, and cell experiments for a long time in my career. But then I sort of developed this ambition. I just want to do this now in humans. I, I want to right. see, does this really relevant right. for Right, does this work, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I would say ultimately, maybe none of the existing probiotics that are being marketed have dramatic effects on your mind. I, I wouldn't, if a patient comes to me with an anxiety disorder, 
I wouldn't say take this probiotic because it's been shown in the mouse, uh-huh. you know, to decrease anxiety. Um, if somebody comes to me with anxiety and say, and they say, I've been taking this probiotic cocktail, um, then I would say, if you think you benefited, keep taking it, but let's add relaxation techniques or stress right, management right, right, or right. CBT, or in the worst case, medication, you know. Um, so that's where we are today. We're not, this may change in the future. You know, we may have microbial strains, either natural strains or genetically engineered strains that produce a particular neurotransmitter that is like a Valium mm-hmm. type of thing um, or increase serotonin production and they may have this effect. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think psychobiotics are a possibility for the future. We just don't have clinically relevant examples. Is there clinical research about the supplement world, just supplements in general, taking supplements to improve the gut microbiome or immune system or to get the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that maybe we're not consuming in our foods? Has there been research on this that you have found or, uh, or done? I haven't done the research, and it's, it's a difficult question to answer because, for example, the vitamins, you know, Linus Pauling was promoting vitamin C for everything, and that this could, even though they did large studies and even though he was a Nobel Prize winner, you know, it could never really be proven that there's much more than a placebo effect. And, and I take vitamin C, and even knowing for me that it's probably placebo, and it works. And it works. It works. So I don't really care if the vitamin yeah, does whatever. It. If it works in your mind, then it works in your body, right? You so I, I, I would say this applies to a lot of the supplements. Um, mm. uh, Do you take other supplements besides vitamin C or vitamin D maybe? Um, no, I don't. I Just don't. vitamin C. Yeah. No multivitamin, no probiotic, and, and, no. And, and I do the vitamin C, um, the first sign of symptom I have of a cold coming on. You that, take it. If I miss that moment, it, it doesn't work for me. Really? So, which also points towards placebo, you release molecules in your body yeah. that. Gosh. So, how does the placebo affect the immune system? Because I, I grew up in a religion called Christian Science that was all about the power of the thought and the mind mm-hmm. of healing the body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, never took medicine, never had shots as a kid, like never had any of these things. We were just taught in like the spiritual practice of healing through the mind, through the thought, through the belief that you are whole already. I mean, what do you think about that religion today based on what we've been talking about? And I how- feel like the religion in general... It's funny, I haven't gone to church in a long time. I've kind of like just been, you know, uh, for whatever reasons, nothing against the religion, but I, I feel like it's more relevant, the, the, the findings, the practices, the science of the mind from what I was raised, and this was discovered in the 1800s by a woman. Um, it's like the more people I interview, like yourself, like other doctors, scientists, they're speaking about these concepts quantum physics and, you know, drawing a word on a water and the molecules shifting. It's like they're speaking these ideas, healing yourself with your mind through breath work, through other practices than medical uh, practices. And I'm like, well, yeah, this is what I was raised to learn, these types of idea concepts. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's more relevant than ever. I don't think they've done a good job as a religion to make it uh, as widespread as they could because of the format of the church you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. process, but 
the ideas are more relevant than ever in my mind. Absolutely, and yeah, I'm I'm also a, a big believer in, in in the placebo response, and yeah. people have underestimated. I mean, they're beautiful studies, scientific studies. You know, we know what we've done studies. What parts of the brain are being activated when you believe? Uh, you know, that, uh, it's not even real. It's a belief. You're shifting the the idea of the belief. The actual substance does nothing. There's right? nothing, and the most interesting thing, a friend of mine at the Beth Israel Hospital, Tony Lembo, they did a study. <clears throat> Where they actually they had three groups. They had a placebo group where it was hidden from the from the subject that was it a drug or was it a placebo. They had a drug group and they had a um, an, an unconcealed uh, placebo. So they actually told them this is a placebo pill. Really? And so they had a a pill that that they didn't know was a placebo, but it was. Yeah. Whatever a sugar pill or whatever, right? They had the drug. Yeah. And they had another pill. Was an unconcealed. They said, this is a placebo pill. This is a placebo pill. <laughs> Which one worked the best? It, the 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 unconcealed placebo worked as well as the drug, <laughs> which is amazing. That's crazy. So, they said this is a placebo. There's no drug. Yeah, it's a placebo. Yeah. So, but if you believe it, it will work. It will work. Is that kind of what they said? Or I I, I don't know what the yeah, details the yeah. instructions were and. I mean, I had a similar personal experience. Um, That's crazy. You know, when I was a kid, so I had these warts on, on, on my fingers and, you know, it got pretty bad. And then uh, the f- first time went to a surgeon, the surgeon resected them. I still had my scars on, yes. on the middle finger. But then, th- then they came back and then <clears throat> somebody said, well, you, there, there are these people, you know, there's this old farmer I know. In, in, in a village who does this, you know, praying over your warts and they'll go this, away. This and is said, crazy you're telling me this because I've had a similar situation. <laughs> said, Tell me this. Yeah. I said, no way. Tell I, me this. I absolutely did not believe it, you know, but then we went anyway. So this is where the difference is. I went anyway. So Right, you're like, I, I, I still want to figure out there's a way. I, I, right? I would have figured this out. So there was some hidden belief that this could work and within two days these warts were gone. No way. So it's just... Um, um, and I think there's many examples. Um, I, I have a similar story about that. Some... I have a similar story. I had these in college. I had um, I was playing football in college, and for whatever reason, the bottom of my foot started to get covered in like I think they're called planters warts or something, yeah, yeah. like little black yeah. dots. It was so painful to walk, and I wore cleats, football cleats. And so every time I'd press down and push off, like the cleat would kind of push up. It was so painful. Mm. The trainers, uh, the athletic trainers, tried to scalpel them out. It was like so many of them. And the bigger ones, they tried to scalp them out, wouldn't go away. They keep coming back. And it was like multiplying. And now I'm getting worried. I'm like the bottom one foot wow. is covered in these like planters warts, these little like black dots that were so painful. And I remember going to my sister, Heidi, um, she lived a few hours away, and I went there, I think, during, like, Thanksgiving break or something. And she put me through a healing pr- process, a visualization technique. And she laid me down, and she put on some, like, soft music, and she said, we're going to practice something. We're going to heal you right now. And I was like, no way. But I want to figure out if this will work. <laughs> and literally, she put me down, and she kind of guided me through a visualization meditation process. She's like, I want you to imagine you're in a river. You're laying in a river. And the water is flushing through the top of your head, through your body, and flushing everything out of your body. And it's loosening up the warts on your feet. And it's just, they're falling away. 
literally, I practiced this every day for the next week, and they were gone a week later. Yeah, it's amazing. And I was like, this is nuts. They couldn't get them out with a scalpel, but I was able to somehow release them through a visualization and a belief practice. And I, I, I think about it, it just sounds crazy. No, it sounds you crazy. Did, you did it too. Two days later, it was gone. Yeah, it was, it was and, and, and no this, scar, nothing. And this was like a big ward in yeah, your... Yeah, yeah. So what is that? Well, so the, the only way that I can explain this is that deep inside of us, uh, you know, th- this is obviously as, I mean, placebo is sort of a negative bytaste because of it's the enemy of the pharmaceutical industry. It's mm-hmm. the enemy of medicine. Science. We, and, yeah. we, we always want to prove it's better than placebo, <laughs> even though placebo is incredibly powerful. You know, we, there's so many studies that show that the medication adds even antidepressants at 10% above the placebo response. When you think about this, that without taking medication, you know, you almost have the same therapeutic response as with taking this chemical that's engineered based on, right. uh, you know, decades of science. And so the only way that, that, that I can explain it is um, it's a self-healing system that's built into our bodies. Um, it's, it's a property of the complex ecosystem in our bodies. And um, it's ancient. It, it probably was there from the very beginning, you know, of, 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 of evolution. Has improved, uh, has saved, uh, you know, the species from extinction many times mm. when, with diseases and injuries that, uh, that resilient people that, I mean, resilience, it's, it's a state where you can bring this self-healing system better to the surface than if, you, if you're non-resilient. So you can almost trace it back now. We, we talked oh. about, you know, complex, uh, a complex microbiome ecosystem is more resilient to infections. So mm. it, it, it has its own self-healing or self, you know, self-correcting right. properties. And, and I think it's so deeply ingrained that even if you tell somebody and this person consciously hears that, the system inside of you overcomes that conscious response. You know, mm. it doesn't care. If, if you go through this, to this ritual that somebody gives you these pills yes. and, and somehow deep inside your mind, you know, it triggers this, this system. Um, I, I mean, I, I think the best thing would be to get rid of, of that term placebo and just really change it. To what, belief? Um, or just? Self-healing. 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 Um, and, you know, interestingly, can go in the opposite direction too and, and, and talking about, uh, again, about this, you know, gut health. And so there's many, um, it's, it's an epidemic now, this, uh, what some people have called uh, the national um, eating disorder epidemic, you know, that so many people think, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat this and, uh, oh. and gluten makes me deadly sick. Right. And, and, um, and Too multi- much almond butter and now this and that. Yeah, it's and a like... multi-billion dollar industry, you know, and, and you, you see these ridiculous things, you get a water bottle and it says gluten-free. You know, right. soy free, gluten free, just yeah, so, water. So it's um, there's this this this, uh, this sibling of the placebo response, which is the nocebo response. You know, so if you believe nocebo, no, nocebo. What does that mean? It it means it's a substance that you believe hurts hurts you or has a negative effect mm. on, on your health. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. 
assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And, um, um, I, I think it goes back to, you know, the Latin word uh, that says something about damage, no surrender. Mm. Uh, but, but, but anyway, um, I personally believe that talking about the supplements and these recommendations and these yes. experiences, I would say 80%, maybe 75% is either placebo with all the supplements or is nocebo with all the recommendations what you can't eat right. and what you should avoid. And, wow. um, and once this is ingrained in, in, in your mind, um, it's very powerful. You know, I, I once sat next to a couple on a plane back from Barcelona from a meeting, and they had bought this, had this delicious sandwich. It was sitting next to me, and I, I was observing this and young couple, and they were opening up the, you know, the, the plastic foil. That delicious sandwich was there. And, then they took the sandwich apart, you know, and took, took all the things off. Of it took or? all the things off, and and then I dared to ask him. I said, "Why? Why are you doing this? Do you have any? Oh, we're we're allergic to this, and we're allergic to this." I, mean, I said, "My God, this, this must be must be very difficult to enjoy a vacation in Spain or right, Italy right, right. if you're always afraid. It's always triggering this anxiety wow. response." Um, wow. And um, and then if if they eat it, so what we talked about earlier. The anxiety and the worry doesn't stay in your mind. It goes in your gut. So once this food gets into your gut, you don't feel well because I've done something bad. Oh, you know? man. It's almost like you could do the reverse where it's like, you know what? There's this delicious pizza and ice cream and chocolate that is right in front of me. And you could almost trick your brain to say, this is not going to affect me in a negative way. 
like this is going to feel good. I'm going to feel good afterwards. It's going to taste great. I'm going to feel joyful and happy by having this experience. Or is that impossible with the chemical uh, compounds that are entering your body? Is it, is it impossible to trick it in the other way? Like, I'm I, drinking I think, this alcohol and I'm going to be healthy tomorrow, you know. Um, well, the problem is with some of these unhealthy foods, you actually feel temporarily good. Momentarily. So, so the yeah. comfort food or the alcohol, the drink in the um, evening, you know, you get this, this, this temporary well-being, sense of well-being. Um, yeah, comfort food is a very good example. The high fat, high sugar food gives you this. And there, mm. there's been studies on that, you know, temporarily makes you less anxious, less depressed. Uh-huh. But then in the long term, it's the opposite. It's, it's, right. It's, it's, it's so is there, is there no way to train your mind to not have anxiety around what you're eating? Even though you know the nocebo, it's like, this is not good for me, but you know what? I'm going to enjoy my life. It's, you know, I'm going to do it in moderation. And I'm just going to be joyful in the process so that when emotionally, when it hits my, my gut, I'm happy. As opposed to, no, I, think, um, I know this is not good for me, but I'm going to do it anyways. I, I think this is something you should do anyway. I mean, you should have the healthier diet, but you should always have this enjoyment. You know, And many studies have shown, for example, with the, um, you know, with the Mediterranean diet. So the Mediterranean, uh, you know, people living in, this, in these countries always had a very uh, close um, and active social life of festivities and uh, I've, I've experienced this, uh, we have experienced this a couple of times, visiting with Italian families, and uh, it's it f- it feels incredibly good, you know, to have right, a, you right. know, a long table. And, <laughs> yeah. and even though knowing that some of the stuff that we ate <laughs> was not that healthy, it, it was a good experience. The enjoyment was still powerful, yeah. which probably didn't affect your gut as much. Or and, and people have shown that that is part of the secret to the health benefit of these diets, you know, that's this enjoyment, mm. this social connection, the connectedness, connectedness and uh, the happiness and the, um, wow. Yes. I mean, we also have a friend, um, uh, you know, who is, we've always, he's, he's, he's older than, than we are, but we've always enjoyed going out for dinner with him because his, his enjoyment is infectious. You know, picking the restaurant and picking the table in the restaurant that he knew beforehand and bring a bottle of wine from his wine mm. collection. Everything was passion, you know. Yes. And um, he's in his 80s. He had a very serious <clears throat> chronic disease. The miracle that he made into his 80s. I don't think he has paid a lot of attention to a healthy diet. I, I think that passion. But he's got joy. That, that joy and that passion is a, a big part of it. And I, I would say... Speculation, you know, right. again, it's the brain gut axis and the immune system that is, is affected by this passion. How much does, we talked about nutrition, um, but how much does stress, I guess we talked about emotions, but how much does the emotion of stress affect the immune system? If you're eating the right nutritional foods, but you are constantly in stress, consciously or unconsciously, how much does that suppress the immune system? Yeah, that's that's a good question because you know, as I said earlier, the stress effect has the stress has an effect both on the microbes and on this barrier, the gut barrier, the leakiness, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> so then you have two forces that go in opposite directions. I, 
I'm not, I can't answer that question, mm. you know. Um, my guess is, the, the easy answer would be if you say if you have both the stress and uh, the unhealthy diet. That's, that, that, that's, pretty, so that, that's a no-brainer, and that happened. It seems like a lot of people have that. A lot unhealthy of people Unhealthy diet, and they're stressed out all the time. I would say that is the cause, the main, the root cause of this, you know, non-infectious chronic disease epidemic that we have. Uh, the combination of those two factors. <clears throat> like what? What are those diseases? Um, cardiovascular obes- disease. Obesity uh, yeah, leads to yeah, so uh, obesity, metabolic syndrome, cardiovascular disease, uh, fatty liver disease. Um, Brain diseases, degenerative brain diseases, Alzheimer's, uh, Alzheimer's, colon cancer, colon cancer, particularly. Uh, <clears throat> Stress and diet are the two main factors yeah. that cause those things. And 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 now we know. I mean, it's obviously like when when I say this all boils down to the the gut barrier. It's obviously a very simplistic explanation. You know, the scientists working on every little step of these mechanisms, but the the, the, the sort of um, luxury that I have at this stage in my career is I can look at the big picture yeah. and um, I think without this detailed science of each of these little details we wouldn't be where we are today but mm-hmm. I think we also need this big picture <clears throat> view and with for the interventions and the recommendations to to patients and prophylactically mm-hmm. to families because nobody's interested what molecule really um, is 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 contributes like one percent of the of the the, the variance to uh-huh. this disease. Um, scientists are, and industry is, because industry wants to patent this molecule <clears throat> to make a medication. Right. But, um, hmm. So my main interest is really spread the the big picture, you know. To yes. And I feel pretty confident. Whatever. I mean, except for some of your questions, really intriguing <laughs> questions about religion, which I. Cannot guarantee in any way scientifically, but most of the things that we talked about today, I think, can be are supported by science. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. of them, yeah. yeah. Most of them. What would you say, uh, a personal question, if you could recommend five things that everyone should do on a daily basis that would optimize their immune system, their brain gut connection, and their overall well being? Maybe these are things that you're doing or things you know you should be doing more of. It could be as simple as waking up with gratitude or falling asleep with gratitude. It could be making sure you call a loved one. It could be eating a healthy diet, meditating, breathing. What would you say the five things you would recommend to optimize the immune system? Yeah, so you, you mentioned this, you know, the, so the mindfulness practices, waking up in the morning with, with uh, gratitude and, and focusing your, 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 your mind, clearing it from all the, the, the chatter, Definitely something that you want to do upon waking up, and I'm not doing this enough. We, we, we're not, so my wife and I are not doing this enough. We wake up like probably millions of people and look at our iPhone. What, right. what, what that's, that's what you should not be doing. Right, right, okay. Um, this, the second one is um, daily, regular, um, moderate exercise, mm-hmm. unless you're competitive athlete, obviously you want to push that to the, to the maximum. But for the average person, and this again supported by science, that moderate regular exercise can give you an extra, in combination with these other lifestyle factors, an extra 10 
disease-free years. Really? So if you're 50 and you take a questionnaire of what you're doing um, and compare this people that do these lifestyle, positive lifestyle things, the ones that do it, they, they add another 10 years of healthy. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, which is amazing. There's no medication yeah. that can do this. No, free. Free. Just move your body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next thing is, um, um, so we have the, the mindfulness, the uh, exercise. The exercise. Yeah. Uh, the diet clearly major factor, uh, a largely plant-based diet, um, which doesn't have to be vegetarian or vegan unless um, for ethical uh, mm-hmm. reasons, which then I think it's really justified. Um, um, social interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, So in terms of the diet, you know, alcohol, that's so always a question mark. There's some studies and some people say even the smallest amount of alcohol is bad for you. I would go more with the, with, with the Mediterranean diet and mm-hmm. a small amount of um, like the glass or half, half glass of red wine in the evening is a lot better than taking a sleeping pill or right. a Valium. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And it has, you know, poly- health-promoting polyphenol right. molecules in it. Um, and, and then having, having this sense of connectedness in, in, in some shape or form. And the connectedness would be to your, to your friends, to some higher meaning in life, mm-hmm. um, to, um, you know, and, and that relates to compassion, empathy, and like when I say these things, they sound very, you know, um, non-scientific. Non-scientific. <laughs> but a, a good friend of mine and colleague, superb researcher at UCLA, Steve Cole, who has done, quoted him a couple of times, done these studies looking at immune cells and the gene expression in these immune cells. He has shown that some of these like empathy mm. or eudaimonia, that it's like believing in a higher sense and, you know, not not thinking that happiness, personal happiness makes you happy, mm. um, but it's 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 the, the reward you're getting from um, living a life based on on a higher meaning and you know yes. giving joy to other people. He has shown that that positively affects your immune cells, which is an amazing thing. So mm-hmm. these recommendations that I gave you, these five, are not just my personal you know, preferences that I came up with, they're, they're based on science, which is amazing. That's uh, beautiful. Um, I feel like I could go on for a couple more hours with you, but I want to wrap it up for the final few questions. Uh, before I go into the final few questions, I want people to get the book, The Gut-Immune Connection, How Understanding the Connection Between Food and Immunity Can Help Us Regain Our Health. This is going to help a lot of people. Make sure you guys get a few copies of this book. Give it to some friends. Um, and if you want... Uh, Dr. Mayer, come back on and share more about these things and let me know in the comments below if you'd like to have him come back on and share more stuff. So this is, this is great. It's got a lot of research in here, a lot of information, a lot of how-to. So make sure you guys get a copy of this. 40 references at the 40 last references. chapter. <laughs> wow, there you go. 40 references. The Gut Immune Connection. Um, this is a question I ask everyone towards the end. It's called the Three Truths Question. And I feel like as a scientist and as a researcher, you also have a very spiritual uh, part of you that you're always discovering and learning new things. I was reading your bio about you went, I think you went, you've studied the Native American 
philosophies. I think it's the Amazon as well. You kind of like study these yeah, tribal, yeah, yeah. ancient uh, wisdom, and you've coupled it with modern science, and you've tried to find a sense of meaning that works for you in your life, which has been really beautiful. Um, this is called the three truths. So I'd like you to imagine a hypothetical scenario. It's your very last day on this earth, many years away, and you've accomplished everything you want to accomplish. You're happy, but you got to go to the next place. This life is over. And for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your body of work with you. So all of your research, your material, your content, no one has access to it anymore. But you get to leave behind three things you know to be true from all your life lessons, the lessons you would leave behind. What would be those three truths for you that you would share? Wow, that's a, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, um, even though this is not really necessarily publicly available, so I've been very diligent for a long time in my life to write a very detailed, um, you know, diary where I went through why I made this decision and what happened and what were my dreams and... Uh um, that's definitely something uh, probably nobody will ever get to read this, you know. Yeah. But, um, but but I think it's something. It's um, we, it would be a good lesson to because um, when I go back and, and and look at these documents today, I see that there was something that I had in my mind as a goal um, that, that which which goes to the things that I've arrived on today, you know to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the details doesn't, uh, don't really matter. It's that you have these goals deeply ingrained in your mind early on and you pursue them and not let detours get in the way to change the direction. Um, it's kind of this concept of individuation, um, recognizing who you are, and even though you may put things aside temporarily for various mm-hmm. reasons, financially, or n- never deviate from that path. I think that's... Uh, always come back to always it. Always come back to it. And okay. That's number one. Is that right? Yeah. Number two, truth. You know, for my scientific um, writings, yeah, I mean, I would say it's, it's sort of strange today because... For a long time, when I pursued that science of uh, brain-gut connection, nobody was interested in it. Now <laughs> the whole world writes about it and writes yes. cookbooks about it. Yes. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm not sure if anybody would pay attention, you know, that, that we did this at a time when nobody was interested or believed it. Or, you know, uh, for me, it's important that we did that. It feels good. Um, so um, it's... It's, it's something that um, it doesn't fully fit this criteria that you mentioned, you know. Um, so would this also mean the, like, not something that I've written? The, or Just the lesson you would leave behind, like the philosophy, the lesson, the truth. So one, the one is like, you know, have the goals and make sure you always come back to them. Another one could be make sure you take care of your gut health. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I would put that at, 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 at this high level. Sure. You know, it, it would be more like look at the world in terms of interconnectedness. Mm, I like that. And base all your 
evaluations and decisions on that concept. And that, that really involves everything. That involves your health, that involves your, um, how you interact with others, you know, both in your family, friends, beyond, uh, with human beings in general, with the environment, with the planet. I, I think that would probably be the biggest lesson. That's, okay, okay, that's two. And number three, truth. Um, yeah, I would say live a life based on this concept of eudaimonia, that um, don't fall into the trap that you think material happiness will will give you what you what, mm-hmm. what humans are searching for. Right, eudaimonia. 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 What does that mean? It means this this these two forms of. Um, of, of, of happiness. So the material happiness that is, uh, you know, possessing things, um, increasing your wealth um, based on, on yourself, the benefit of, of yourself. So the, the eudaimonia is believe in the higher meaning, which means making other people happy, uh, spread happiness and uh, mm-hmm. contentment. Uh, there's many examples that you know, people have studied this, this principle, and, and again, it's good, it's good for your own well-being, it's good for your body, for your immune, for your immune system, as we know. To be um, altruistic, to be of service to something yeah, greater. Yeah. 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 More yeah, than would, to, how do I gain as much for me? How do I collect as many things for me? Yeah, and, um, you know, huh. we live in a city, obviously, that completely <laughs> believes in hedonism and, yeah. uh, um, and, enriching yourself more and more and building yes. bigger, bigger homes and, you know, bigger and bigger cars and more expensive cars. Um, it's, it's sort of hard to maintain that belief in a society like that mm-hmm. where it's surrounded and particularly for younger people that are more susceptible to right. this concept. Um, and I think it comes with age that you believe more and more that there's, there's another way to happiness. It's not hedonism. It's this this eudaimonia concept. Mm-hmm. You know, That's that. cool. I love these. Uh, I've got one final question for you. Before I ask the final question, Dr. May, I want to acknowledge you for the incredible uh, commitment and dedication you've had on this research and this science of the, br- uh, of the gut-brain connection because I just feel like over the last four decades, America in general and, and the, the world has gotten sicker and sicker. Uh, has relied more and more on medications to heal something as opposed to going to the roots. And by you studying what are the root causes of inflammation and disease and all these things from the gut, something that we really never understood until in the last couple of decades is really inspiring. So I acknowledge you for your commitment to this solution, to understanding this complex system, which I'm assuming is still scratching the surface on what we really know about it. Um, so thank you for doing the work. Thank you for putting yourself out there and starting to talk about this. Thank you for writing the books. And uh, thanks for everything. It's inspiring. Well, thanks for this opportunity. You know, yeah. I, I owe you a lot. I mean, your life is an inspiration when you read it, you know, and your success in life. And I'm sure, you know, the happiness that you have gotten out of the, the, the path that you have chosen. Uh-huh. So it's, it's a real honor, you know, being to be interviewed. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, final question for you. Uh, also, they can follow you on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. 
um, Emran Meyer over there, Emran Mayer over on all of those places. So make sure to check you out over there. Where are you most active? What platform? Um, I would say at the moment it's Instagram. Okay, Instagram. Emran Mayer over on Instagram. So make sure to check out your Instagram for more information. You the also have a website. Is, yeah, the other one is the website, emranmeyer.com. Um, so when you go there, you can sign up for our newsletter, uh, which comes out twice a month, um, okay. and an email on the alternate weeks um, where we pick topics related to the wider topic, you know, brain, gut, microbiome, um, the concept of one health uh-huh. that we, we, we didn't talk about today, but um, that I believe, you know, health is something that's not just in our body, but it's uh-huh. it's health of, of the planet, really. Of course, yeah. absolutely. So, um, yeah, if, if, if you go to the website, you'll find a lot of information and ways to connecting. Emerinmeyer.com. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Amazing. Uh, final question is, what's your definition of greatness? Wow. That's... <laughs> He certainly. <laughs> this interview was sort of uh, backloaded with the, the most challenging questions <laughs> coming at the end. What's uh, the means of greatness? Um, probably a very subjective thing. Um, Things that you do to realize your potential, I, I, I would say, um, to the fullest extent, um, which will involve all these other things that we talked about today. So the, 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 the belief that you have the ability to do great things and um, that takes as a core belief that, that you think you believe in yourself um, that no mm. obstacle is big enough to prevent mm-hmm. you from getting there, um, and that you take any setbacks as temporary setbacks, and you're resilient um, as these ecosystems that we talked about, sure. and always bounce back and move to a higher level. So I, I think that to me is it's mm. greatness, Doctor Meyer. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Inspiring. Thank you, Louis. It was great. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, if you enjoyed it, make sure to share this with a couple of friends. You can text them. You can post it over on social media. Tag me on Instagram at Lewis Howes or Twitter or anywhere that you're sharing this. And click the subscribe button if this is your first time here over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay notified and up to date on the latest and greatest here on the School of Greatness. Also, leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts as well of the part that you enjoyed the most. I'd love to hear what you enjoyed what you got out of this by leaving a review over on Apple Podcasts. And I want to leave you with this quote from the Buddha who said, the secret of health for both mind and body is live the present moment wisely and earnestly. Whew, such a good reminder. When we have distractions or anxiety or stress or worry, we're not really living in the present moment a lot of those times. We're living in the past or we're living in the future. So remind yourself to live present wisely and earnestly in this moment today. Really be grateful for another day, all the good that is in your life. Even if you've got a lot of stress happening right now, there's a lot of good that you can find as well if you take a moment to look, listen, and really reflect on what those moments are. And I want to remind you, if no one's told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. I'm so grateful for you, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. 